Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. We're here in the Wombat Den studio, presented by Rotor Epoxy. Phil, do the ad read. <laughs> Rotor Epoxy, yeah. Uh, you that, know, that really messed dude, up, yeah, it? It did. You threw me off really bad <laughs> talking like that. So, What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer in this episode, I've been sick, I think, since last Friday. I think my son brought something home from daycare. I got it. I've been coughing a bunch, so my voice is weird. This is going to be a weird episode, but we're going to make it through. Yeah, it'll be fine. I it'll told you fine. it'd be fun, different little opening, you know, yeah. but we're going to we're gonna struggle through it together, and then you'll be sick tomorrow. Oh, shit. We're sitting so close. <laughs> we are sitting way too close together now. Like, give us... And we share the same mic. <laughs> I know. Please donate so we can have two microphones. <laughs> we, we do have a... Um, Emma Johnson donated to us a long time ago, and I bought a portable microphone we just haven't gone out to not yet people not yet, yet but, we will. but i wonder if like you should have that and sit across the room but too late we're here already yeah, it, the damage has already been done yeah so uh <laughs> but yeah no rotor epoxy you know get uh get those floors done this winter you know thanksgiving and christmas are coming up be a great christmas or yeah christmas gift for somebody that'd be a huge christmas gift i know be i'd awesome. be i'd be, I'd thankful be really happy if someone was like hey we got this for you also did you see they have another new space that they epoxied I did not. I haven't really been on Facebook lately. What did they do? Oh, look at me. I, I don't know. drink and I'm not on Facebook. What do you do for fun? <laughs> Lift waves, I guess. <laughs> Cut it. I'm done. I quit the podcast. <laughs> oh. No, you're killing me, though. What? What is it? What is it? What do they do? Locker room. Oh, God. That makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. Like, what is a place that has, like, concrete everywhere and it gets dirty and you oh, got to clean yeah. it? You got to mop the floors many, all the time. How many gym locker rooms have you been in where like the paint on the floor is like chipping and shit, you know? <laughs> I, I, work in a, I, work in a middle, <laughs> I work in a middle school that could really use some epoxy in the locker rooms. Even though kids don't shower anymore, uh, they're gross. They just are in their normal jeans and shirts. They still spray Axe body spray on no. after they got done sweating. Like No, nothing. They just stink. Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank God I'm smell blind. They, ugh. No, they like will do a full PE class in their regular clothes and then just go to like third period math, all sweaty, and then just be that way the rest of the day. Gross. Kids are gross. Public education. Am I right? (laughs) But rotor epoxy. Hmm. They're not going to let you down. They won't. And they don't smell either. They don't smell. They, If anything, they smell good. Mm. Does epoxy smell? Yeah. Yeah. What's it smell like? Uh, I don't know. It's been a long, long time since I've applied epoxy to floors. <laughs> I wouldn't so. trust you to do it, but I'd trust rotor epoxy. I would also trust rotor epoxy to do it over me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why they're the best in the game. Yeah. I mean, simply put. Uh, speaking of best in the game, it's wild. We finally made it. To the, the Midwest senior finals, yeah. senior side is over for the fall. Midwest Championship Series was this past Saturday. Uh, full slate of games in Lamont, Illinois, at the Chicago Blaze uh, facility, one of the nicest facilities. I mean, when I think of, like, top-level facilities, obviously Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove, yes. Wisconsin Rugby Club, uh, Chicago Blaze, mm-hmm. Des Moines. Des Moines got a nice like, one, too, yep. you, you think of these places, and they always put on just a wonderful production. And the Chicago Blaze, what's great about their place, 
they have, I think, like four, five fields. Yeah, yeah. it's like three or four. No, it's four because they yeah. had a field for each division. Yes. I remember. And in their clubhouse, they have this massive bar and it has the whole history of their club, all these jerseys, all these uh, uh, trophies. And, you know, the all the walls, it just tells the story of the club. But then their clubhouse doubles as a bar so mm. like they'll be open it's like a license bar <laughs> they, they have a, li- a liquor license and then they will sell booze they operate as a bar and they rent the place out and it's so cool too because then you think like you know we go to the bars and it's like what if your clubhouse was the bar the money yeah. you pay goes back to your club um and then they're open to the public so random people might be like hey do you want to go to the uh, chicago blaze clubhouse like it is a bar and then they would go and what a great recruiting tool too even barstool chicago they were talking about how uh, years ago when this first happened, they're like, oh, yeah, this rugby team, they have this house and they have a bar in it. And they talked about how the Chicago Blaze on Barstool Chicago, Redline Radio, they talked about how the Chicago Blaze, like they specifically said Chicago Blaze rugby. And it's like that has evolved into what this is now. So mm-hmm. great facility. Sounds like it was an amazing weekend. A little chilly, oh, yeah. but good things happened. Uh, D1 men. The Chicago Griffins are returning to the USA Club Nationals uh, as the Midwest Premier Champions. They defeated St. Louis Rugby, the St. Louis Bombers Rugby, 34-28. to So a very close yeah. match. We knew it was going to be between be, yeah. those two teams. Um, congratulations to the Chicago Griffins. Yeah, good job. Wow. Any other insight on that? Hmm. I don't know. I was... I guess I didn't really care too much on who won that one. The only reason I would thought maybe the Bombers would have been cool is because Ani played with them and so did Justin. So it's like, yeah. oh, we would have had some ties there. But yeah. Always yeah. always looking for that personal connection. Yeah. <laughs> and this next one, the women's division won. Metropolis, the Valkyries, defeated the Chicago Lions 22-19. Nail-biter. Oh, Nail-biter. <laughs> and uh, connection, Katie, Katie Weber, Weber. Yeah, she plays for the Metropolis Rugby Club Valkyries, the women's team. Uh, she has played with Des Moines, Des Moines mm-hmm. and she also, she came to a lot of wombat practices and made a lot of wombats look silly because she is <laughs> yeah. a fantastic player. So congratulations to Katie and Metropolis Valkyries, uh, on their division one Midwest championship. Uh, and then yeah, heading to nationals. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. And Phil, you, you swore, you thought. Uh, you texted me and you're like, dude, Chicago Lions women's team, they lost. Like, you were yeah. blown away. You thought they were going to just run away with it. Yeah, just from like all the score lines that they were putting up against every other women's team, I thought, you know, like, hmm, yeah, it's probably going to be another <laughs> Chicago team that's going to be winning the Midwest. But, well, Valkyries pulled it off. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. And Deb Swenson commented on on the post and said what an exciting game ladies i was pacing the living room and driving the dog crazy with my yelling <laughs> unbelievable you ladies should be very proud wow is all i can say so it sounds like i mean that game went down to the wire mm. um, people were loving the live stream i think if you go to the midwest rugby youtube page uh or on their facebook page they they streamed all those games mm. so if you want to go back and watch those uh they should be there in the d2 championship you had the East Side Banshees taking on the host, Chicago Blaze. Chicago Blaze, 32, East Side Banshees, 10. That's mm-hmm. another one that surprises me. Now, don't get me wrong. Chicago Blaze, they're a great club, but East Side was just yeah. running through their, their competition. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely 
and maybe it's proximity. We played their D3 team and and the East Side Banshees D2 team played against Des Moines and Bremer mm. and we saw them put up huge numbers. Um maybe that's why we thought East Side. Yeah. I mean, they're just a really disciplined club, but so Chicago Blaze. And they came out 32 10, uh, moving on to to nationals. Yeah. Helps being like your home field. That's gotta be nice. Yeah, it's gotta have a little bit of a that's got to have a little bit of a benefit to it, you would think, but oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so Chicago Blaze established in 1982. So, fun fact for you. <laughs> then in the D2 women, the Milwaukee Skilla. Did I say that? <clears throat> we did. This, oh yeah, we did. Do we this did last this time. last time. <laughs> I, I I see. It's like when you it's read. Got, them. It's got two L's in it, but it, oh, you keep looking at it. I want it. Want it to be an I. Skaya, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, and like we probably sound stupid. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, but they defeated Detroit seventy-one twenty-two. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee. That's one of those women's clubs. Like I see this name all the time. Mm-hmm. I see them all the time, and I I don't know how to say this word, uh, their team name, but I know they're a good club. We should get hold of somebody and ask them to like pronounce it for us yes. <laughs> phonetic spelling please but yeah congratulations to them i i think you know if you win your midwest championship 71 22 could we see them bump up to d1 maybe i mean that's probably pretty good odds i mean the thing is palmer they won the midwest and then they made a deep run to the national final mm-hmm. um where they were runner up they moved up you know could milwaukee follow suit i think they could handle it yeah more than likely yeah Again, just based off of scores. And then in the final championship, men's division four, Red River Rugby out of. Oh, uh, yeah, that was North Dakota. Out yeah. of North Dakota, defeats the Flint Rogues Rugby Club 59 to 5. Wow. So the Red River Ruffians take care of business. Now, here's the thing. Oh, I don't know if those comments were deleted. <laughs> so, I, what's really. Oh, wait. Was it here? There was somewhere. I wonder if that thread got deleted. Dude, there was people that hate the Flint Rogue rugby team. Really? Yes. <laughs> they were like, oh, good job, Red River. Anything to to send Flint home crying. We like they just dude, the trash talk. I think they deleted all the comments because yeah, people were just ashing flint really that's i have weird. no idea why and then they're making like really mean comments about the city's water and then people are like oh that's oh you're gonna make a joke about our water that joke's like 10 years old and it it got weird mm. probably a good thing they deleted all that yeah probably but <laughs> that's, that's odd I, I thought it was weird too because it's like it's d4 which yeah. you know d4 is really about like the social aspect mm. and developing and and you're trying to grow you know, you're, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, for D4, there's no national championship for D4. It's just mm-hmm. Midwest like championship and that's it. So. And like in my brain, you know, you win the Midwest final as, you know, D3. There's some factors that play into it, whether you should move to D2 or not. You win the D2 Midwest final. You're probably not moving up D1. No. You're, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I feel like if you win D4, you definitely have to move up. Just because it's like they they whooped them fifty nine like yeah, yeah, that's the closest kicking. competition you know 
But the problem well, but with all them, their, all their score lines were similar to that too. It was like similar scores. Yeah. Like you look through all their like matches that we had like checked out. They were beating teams 60, 70, 80 points. So it's like, so eh. the question is, where do they go if they're in North Dakota? I know. The like, Minnesota League? You know, I mean, probably. You would think. But that makes it, that'll be tough. Yeah, that's still a far drive no matter which it, way you go. Looks like they had a full 23, though. I mean, yeah, it looks yeah. like they're making stuff happen. You know, North Dakota, North Dakota State college programs, um, very strong. And I wonder if a lot of these guys are from those Dakota schools. I mean, yeah, that, that looks like a good bunch of dudes. Yeah, they look fun. They look they, like I could have a few beers with them. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody from the uh, Red River Ruffians is listening, we'll play friendly this spring, but you have to drive to us. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, and sorry. You they, almost forgot D3. <laughs> yeah, D3. They put these out of order. Detroit Rugby. This is this surprised us. They defeated the Chicago Riot 64-22. Yeah, I was not expecting that scoreline at yeah, all. Detroit and Chicago, they were running through people all year. Mm. I thought this was going to be a close match. We both thought Chicago <coughs> was going to win this. Or actually... Well, you said you were like kind of leaning more towards Detroit. I was. I wanted Chicago Riot just because they were on our side of the bracket. I thought that maybe it would make us look slightly better. <laughs> but Yeah, you were trying to do that game of like, well, they beat them, they beat them, who beat us, which means we were better than the other half. Eh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. But, I mean, just because I just felt like Detroit, I don't know, looking at some of their scores, it was very impressive. Mm. They played, they had the best defense in the Midwest D3. Uh, their points against was lower than anybody's. Um, it's hard because there's no crossover. Yeah. So you don't really know until the playoffs, but the fact that they won that big, I mean, could we see this Detroit club? bump up i don't know but like that's here's the thing now here's my next question you know there's 11 or is it 13 teams in d1 mm-hmm. i know it's an odd number and then there's 20 teams in d2 and they have it nicely like five here five here five here five there and then d3 is just everybody's kind of whatever you got yeah so you have a team that wins 64 22 do you bump them up and bring someone down so you keep that 20? Do you bump it up from 20 to 24? Mm, what if you, yeah. what if, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, that's, that's just something to think about. It's mm. like, how do you rearrange that? And it's like, I know, you know, not, not to like bring it up or kick them while they're down. I know Bremer, you know, they had to forfeit a couple matches. Yeah. Do they pop back down to D3 to try to rebuild? Cause it would make no sense to, you know, if they could, if they struggled this year, why would you put a team through that again? Mm. The goal of the Midwest is to, you know, strengthen rugby. When you put a club that's from a small town in a higher division, and multiple times they've said, like, our infrastructure, you know, is not the same as a Detroit, a Chicago, yeah. a Minneapolis, a St. Paul, a Green Bay. Yes, but you're population making, ten thousand people. For yeah, fuck's you're, sake. you're making us compete. <laughs> you know. What, what does that look like? What does that shuffle look like? You know, that, that, that'd be my biggest thing I'm, I'm looking towards for next year. And then, you know, what do they do with D4? You know, I've heard, like, I, I keep thinking, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like sometimes <coughs> that they just need to go, go away with D4 personally. But I do understand the social aspect and stuff and the competition. But Right, because it, if you think of, like, a team like this Detroit team or even our team, we played against some D3 teams and put up 60, 70, 80 points. Mm-hmm. 
that's not good for anybody. No, there is, there is a separation, but the problem is if you create too many divisions, now you're driving all over the place to find teams that are equal to you. Exactly. You lose guys because of transportation. So it's like, then your team gets worse and now you're playing a team, same competition, but you're worse because you lose guys. Mm. It's it's a paradox. It's, yeah, it's really hard. It's and it's not an easy. There's no easy answer for it. Right, right. And teams are always evolving. They're always mm-hmm. changing. Again, Chicago Riot. Just a couple years ago, I'm pretty sure they only had a D4 team. Mm. Now they have a D3 and a D4. Well, and they just they're not like I mean like they're established, but like what? Didn't they only start their club like seven years ago or ten years ago? Something weird like that. Yeah. Let's see if we can. Uh... Uh, 2006. Well, okay. 16 years. 16 years, but still. I mean, like when you look at a lot of clubs, that that would be still considered a relatively new club because you see a lot of these clubs being started in like 1970 and yeah. 1980. So. That's the thing. I, I swear I didn't really hear the Chicago Riot, Riot until about, I don't know, five, six years ago. I yeah. think they were on, they made one of those like d3 playoff things but they lost like in the first round never Mm. really saw much of them you know i mean you're in chicago again six billion people (laughs) um and that's what's interesting too look at all these matches okay um cool stuff happening in chicago d1 team chicago griffins Mm -hmm. they win the championship chicago lions they were pretty good too uh chicago lions women were runner-ups uh, then D2, Chicago Blaze. And then uh, D3, Chicago Runner Up. Right. Yep. <clears throat> Almost every match had a team from Chicago representing mm-hmm. it. Um, it's one of those things, too, where it's not like you can keep bumping them up. Like there, there is a ceiling at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and I think this kind of leads into my next thing I want to talk about. I know I had this at later in the show, but we're going to talk about it now. Uh, Major League Rugby coming to Chicago. Yeah, I was like, wanted to like throw something in about that right away when you're talking about uh, Barstool Chicago. Mm. I was talking about Chicago Blaze. And it's like, I feel like we're just going to be hearing it, like a lot more from them about rugby loss. We're going to be getting an LLR team in Chicago. Well, and here's the thing too. Okay, all these Chicago teams did well. Now you have a pro team and fringe people are going to start latching on to like, I'm going to check out this rugby thing because mm. there's a pro team. Barstool Chicago did share like a tweet or a graphic that said professional rugby coming to Chicago in 2023. And they got a shitload of interaction way more than major league rugby got when they announced it. Yeah. Like following much, those can be a lot larger, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like obviously the brand of Barstool is bigger than MLR. So there's a bigger, and like, there was a lot of people who said like, who cares? And a lot of people said, is this team going to let us down? Like the bears, whatever. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Ooh, no comedy this episode. No jokes. My bad, my bad. <coughs> okay. I turn. I didn't cough on you, though. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, God, I'm hurting. Still going to go to school tomorrow. We got it. We're fine. It'll be okay. You can do it, King. Well, we got it. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, can you pick that up for me? I got it. Here's your crown. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I like how I you yeah, you know. Okay. Um yeah. So and it was funny too when it was 
announced right away. The first thing I did, I tweeted at like of course a bunch you did. of <laughs> I tweeted at a bunch of people in Chicago to be like, this is happening. And then two weeks later, they made a post about it. And I'm like, yeah, we knew this two weeks ago, whatever. But, you know, the Chicago riot, Chicago Blaze, Chicago Lions, Chicago Griffins, Griffins yeah. Chicago everywhere. So Southside Chicago. Southside yeah, Irish. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Um, Fox Valley. All these clubs are going to benefit from this because random people who go to the gym, random people who are like, I want to do something, are going to be like, rugby is a real thing. It's a real thing I can do. Mm. I, I think it's going to be great. And so with that, the Wombats, we decided, and I have had this idea forever, and now we finally put it into action. It, yeah. I'm going to announce it right now. Breaking news. This spring, the West Des Moines Wombats are traveling to Fox Valley on April 22nd. We are going to play a 15s friendly match against Fox Valley. Mm-hmm. And... We will be playing for something. It's going to be a bowl game. There's going to be a trophy. A traveling trophy. A traveling trophy. Because Fox Valley, we a couple of us played for Bremer, and we played them in the playoffs a few times. We know some of the guys. Yeah. They've been trying to get us on their schedule for a while. And now, not only, and like we, if we go to Chicago in the spring, we want to make a weekend of it. We're going to go up there, play a match, get on a charter bus with Fox Valley. It's an hour to Seat Geek Stadium from Fox Valley, and then we're going to go tailgate together. We're all going to sit in the stands together, and basically the social is going to a Major League Rugby match in Chicago for the first time ever, and we just party all day with these guys. And we'll probably be wearing our kits all day. That's kind of – so then that That's way possibility, yeah. you can see our big group of, like, everybody's together. Like, you know who we are because we're in our jerseys. Um, I, I think it'll be a great day of, like, show like connecting grassroots to the pro level – having fun, that that community aspect. I can't wait. I know. I love the idea. Like, it's just seeing all this stuff that blew up today that you had posted with it and stuff. I'm just like, that is a great, great fucking idea. Yeah. I am so pumped to do it. And the thing was, too, we were talking with them. The match, I guess, is at 2 o'clock for the MLR game. Mm. We talked, to. It would be cool to get more clubs involved. Mm. But how can you play a four or six or eight team tournament and then go to that match that early in the day. And it's an hour drive. Yeah. Like an hour it, drive just, too on top of it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like in the future it could grow bigger. But for the inaugural Dude. bowl game, Wombats, Maoris from Fox Valley, yeah. it's going to be awesome. You know, this is looking way, way too far ahead. But what if there was a chance that maybe this new Chicago team would catch wind of it? And then, you know, maybe they could like try to like – push whatever match you know like they have on that push it back farther have it be an evening game so we can do some sort of like little tournament deal see a big thing with this is they have things called tv contracts they don't really have a say when their games that's a good point but (laughs) if it worked and like that's thing too they wouldn't yeah you never know it could be a five-year five-year plan (laughs) but it would be cool if like they took notice of like because i really do believe in Grassroots rugby is going to push the pro game and the international game. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, no one from the Wombats or Fox Valley, I mean, I'm not trying to put a ceiling on anyone. Percentage-wise, if I was a gambling man, I wouldn't make any bets that anybody's going to make an international roster from either club. And that's not to, like, talk down to anybody. But the thing is, between our club and their club, there are a ton of guys who are going to coach. Mm-hmm. There are a ton of guys who are going to have an impact on the next generation. 
And if you have that excitement, you have that passion, and then you give it back to the generation below you, it can have this ripple effect. It can have this like pay it forward effect. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's where it's like, yeah, we're in our thirties. There's guys who are playing who are in their forties. You know, they're, they're not going to be on that world cup team, but they can have an impact on the next generation laying that foundation. It's going to be a historic year for Chicago rugby. And I think it's going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Chicago is basically the center point of the Midwest rugby union. If they grow, the rest of us will grow. I think this will also have a big impact on the Thunderbirds. I mean, mm, yeah. the Midwest Premiership did their um, top 15 and their second 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a guy who played at Lincoln High School, played for Des Moines Rugby. Now he plays for the Kansas City Blues, uh, Mamadi Tully. Tully. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he play? He plays hooker, doesn't he? He plays hooker, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could, honestly, I feel like he could play any of the eight positions. Yeah. Uh, dude's a workhorse. Legs are bigger than, like, <laughs> yeah. my... He's a beefcake. Yeah, <laughs> like... Yeah, he's just, he can move. He's got cardio. He'll, he'll post videos of him just like trucking people. And, mm-hmm. you know, good for him. That's awesome to see. And it's like, if you're the Chicago team, here's a list of 15 players who played at the premier D1 level. I'm picking guys off of this. This list, yeah. Roster. I was just thinking that. It's like, yeah. You know, and then you were pointing out fly half for Metropolis. Yeah, Carter. Say his whole name. So people- Buhlman, yeah, Carter Buhlman. Yeah, we've played against him, and uh, he used to play with Casey on Stars, and he's done a lot of, like, internet – or not international <coughs> travel, but a lot of, like, travel rugby stuff and a lot of premier team stuff. So he's a really, really good player. Yeah. So and it's I, cool to see him on there. And I think I've seen he's, like, done tryouts for, like – Oh, uh, seven. The premier yeah, seven stuff. Sevens, and yeah. it's like, you know, being right here – and then you have Gavin Spizak from the Detroit Tradesmen. He played at Michigan State University. He is the D1 player of the year. If he doesn't play for Chicago's MLR team, like, I'd be surprised. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like, missed opportunity. this is like the best player in the Midwest from this past year. Um, why wouldn't you? They're in your backyard. You know, obviously, it sounds like um, the group that owns this new Chicago team, uh, from what I've read, is they have an Irish ownership group. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot of Irish foreign players who come in. Mm. Wouldn't be surprised if they pick up a lot of people from the Giltinis and Gilgronis, defunct teams. Mm. Um, and then they'll be looking to get other guys from around the country. But I think you have a solid base in the Midwest. I think it will elevate. This, and like this Chicago MLR team, they're probably going to be doing youth academies in Chicago. They're going to be outreach to the Chicago public schools. Mm. Rugby is going to blow up in Chicago. Oh, yeah. 100%. As long as MLR doesn't go under because of the whole <laughs> Giltini Gil Gronies. They have to land. They have to stick the landing with the Chicago team. Yeah. Agreed. It, 100%. They can't make similar or similar or exact same mistakes as previous teams have. Yeah. Because we don't know much about Chicago. A lot of people on Twitter are already pissed off. Like, we're mad about the Gil Gronies. We're mad about the Giltinis. The league was quiet, and they're like, now we had this dispersal draft. You announced Chicago as a team. We don't have a team name. We don't have a team logo. No one knows where the stadium's at, even though when they released the stadium, it says SeatGeek Stadium. I don't know if MLR meant to do that. Like, (laughs) they haven't said who the coach is. We don't know who any of the players – like, we don't know anything about Chicago. It's either they don't know or they're keeping it very, very – Hush, hush. That, and that's <laughs> it's one of the two. All these people on Twitter believe that 
Nobody has a clue what's going on. I would have to believe that the ownership group has a plan because oh, yeah. they are going to be playing league matches in three months in February. Mm. That's yes. when it starts. So they got it. Yeah, you would imagine they have they a have. lot of things in line, a lot of things ready to like go. I think they're trying to roll it out to maximize their engagement because if they just blow their load and show everything right now, people are going to mm. be like, oh, that's it? Yeah, they got to build the suspense. Yeah. Yeah. But really what they're doing is they're pissing people off on Twitter. <laughs> like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't even have a coach. They don't have anything. I would... If people are investing into this, they're not just going to be like, all right, Chicago's going to have a team. God, I hope they show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say that's it's not, uh, you know, D4, D3 rugby where it's yeah. like, is the team going to actually show up today? They're going to make the one o'clock game. <laughs> yeah, it's like the very first match at the end of February. And they're who's their match secretary? <laughs> Do we have 23 guys? Ah, oh, we're traveling with 18. Yeah. <laughs> We'll figure it. Can you guys give us a few? Yeah. Oh, uh, we actually don't have jerseys. Can we just borrow your second jerseys and we'll wear them inside out? Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put tape on the back. No, they, they come on. Yeah, exactly. They, they got to have something. And like to see that they're in SeatGeek Stadium, according to MLR's uh, schedule release mm. that they posted. This is Tuesday. Um, yeah, stuff's in place. Yeah. So I'm excited. I, I've been dreaming of this for so long. Of like, I want to take the Wombats as a club to a pro game. We all do it together. We make a weekend of it. It's going to be awesome. Oh, dude. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I want other people, if you're in the state of Iowa and you want to join with us and like uh, like tag along for the day and you want to go to a player just to go hang out. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, come. Like, if we take 40 people, I don't care. Let's do it. It'll be yeah, fun. Fuck it. Let's make, like, get as many people as possible. We'll take a bus there. We'll, we'll do whatever. So, uh, let's make a day of it yeah. and make it an experience. Cause you can only, you can only have your first time one time. Hmm. That's true. First MLR game. All right. That's enough gushing about MLR stuff. Yeah. We got into that. <laughs> we got after it. We got into it. Let's move into the college game because this mm. is extremely exciting. We are in the national playoffs for college rugby. Let's go. Woo. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> shoot. It starts this Friday. Yeah. So two days. Uh, the road to Houston, baby. The road to Houston. And we're going to start off in St. Louis. The University of Northern Iowa women play Southern Nazarene. They play at noon on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely expect a victory by Northern Iowa. I know nothing about Southern Nazarene. Yeah. Phil, your input. Yeah, I would have to really strongly agree on that obviously i really think northern iowa is going to pull out the win at least i really hope they do which i don't see why they wouldn't um so yeah never even heard of southern nazarene like that's a varsity that was not a varsity did we talk about that last week was that a varsity program i believe it was oh look it up oh shit man look it up asking me like i know the answer to oh everything. you know the answer to everything usually which i do <laughs> and if you don't i i think it's it's very strongly supported by their school or it is varsity because again when you see a club pop up out of nowhere like that mm. um normally they're and like a small wow. school like a school you don't recognize from oklahoma yeah Ant talked about this they, yeah. played, they played sevens last spring down there yeah that's what it was okay. yeah um when you see a team pop up like that in a small school out of nowhere usually it's because the school supports it mm. you know hey you know it's cheaper than a football team a rugby team yeah. and we could jump 
the line, if we throw a little bit of money at rugby instead of football, we could get way more results, whole international students. Crazy. What'd you find? Um, nothing about, I guess, like school funding type stuff, but <clears throat> it says varsity rugby. Oh, there it is. Men's and women's. Oh, nice. that's right in front of you. It says well, varsity rugby. I can read that from across the table. Okay. <clears throat> so they are a varsity program, but I, I still, I, I still think you and I, I mean, that's a team that was in the national championship last year. They didn't lose that many players. They bring back so many players and they bring in all these high school players Megan Flanagan, great coach. I think they take care of business. Um, it's going to be tough, don't get me wrong, because yeah, sure the level of players match. is going to be very strong. What, their last game, they defeated Texas A&M 41-40? Well, pretty close match. I think the Midwest, though, for women's rugby is... It's dominant. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's hard to argue. I mean, you have three of the eight teams in the Elite Eight are from Iowa. <laughs> and then the other teams, Michigan. Yeah. And then Colgate's from New York. Uh, the Notre Dame Falcons are from Ohio. I yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. You and I, women, if they win, they will play the winner of Michigan and Iowa State. So we'll get more on that in a little bit. Also on Friday, the men from Northern Iowa, they are also in St. Louis. They have a rematch against Principia. Mm. Now, Principia is the number one ranked team in D2. This is a very tough draw for Northern Iowa. They played earlier in the year, and Principia's athleticism and the... <laughs> I mean, you look at their roster, too. I mean, 19 of their top 23 guys are from foreign countries, so they're probably pretty good at rugby. <laughs> yeah, and I thought there was a rule. It's always one of those things, where, like, when you play rugby when we were younger, it's like you hear of these rules where it's like you can only have six foreign-born players on the field at a time, or you can only have 10 foreign-born players on your entire roster. Uh, Principia pretty much is all foreign-born. I mean, they're, they only have 300 people on their campus. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's like they have to bring people in. Principia is just a weird case of like, what are they? Yeah, I know. Like, so <clears throat> what they are this year is fantastic. They're they're one of two clubs in D2 that is varsity for men. NCR said, if you're varsity, you're automatically D1AA or D1. Norwich, Military Academy, pretty small. And then also Principia, 300 students. They are the exceptions. Mm-hmm. Like I said, bad draw for Northern Iowa just because they've played them before. Very difficult matchup. I mean, I look at the winner of UNI Principia would play the winner of Miracoast and Mankato. I'll be honest, if you and I played Mankato in the first round, I think you and I would win by 100. Yeah. I mean, Mankato's gotten better, but the Northern Lights League is light years behind the great Midwest. Oh, yeah. And that's no disrespect to the the Northern Lights. It's just... It's not what it used to be. (laughs) COVID hit them hard. Multiple forfeits this year multiple games where teams didn't even have 15 guys on the field to start a match. So I I just uh, frustrates me because I just feel like you and I got a very bad draw Principia. I mean, they're number one, they're favored to win the national title. Um, But again, if Northern Iowa wants to win a national title, whether they beat this team in the first round or in the finals, they have to get by this team. Exactly. Sucks that it's right away. You want it, go out and get it. Talk to Jesus Ramirez, the coach you and I. 
he's we talked at length privately but not off the record <laughs> um you know he has the game film yeah he knows the last time they played it wasn't the result they wanted but he feels like he can make adjustments he can move players around and you know completely change how they attacked the last game mm-hmm. to give the boys a shot they weren't ready that first time they're going to give it everything they have this friday and you know what i like their odds they got a lot of grit. They got a lot of fight. Yep. And they're pissed off that they lost to Marquette in the rain. That was shitty. Um, St. Louis, it's going to be cold this weekend. Mm. Will these boys from South Africa and where else are they from? Argentina. Argentina. A lot of Argentinians. Are they going to be able to handle 30-degree weather? I don't know. We'll find out. Will that – the Thunder Chickens are known for their speed. Will that slow them down? These, I mean, Iowa is mostly Iowa boys, if not Midwest boys. Mm. They got grit. They know how to play in the cold. Exactly. I think that favors you and I. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Either way, go Cats. Wow. <laughs> then the next match in St. Louis, the Iowa State women play at 2 p.m. against number one ranked Michigan. I think the best thing we could do right now is to talk to the head coach of Iowa State. Yeah. Let's get her on. All right. And now we are with Kelsey McDowell the head coach of the Iowa State Cyclones women's rugby team, winner of Woo! this past weekend over Michigan State <laughs> to put the team into the National Elite Eight. Kelsey, how are we doing? Pretty pumped right now. Pretty pumped um, for the usual, but the girls did awesome. So, yeah, you know, cloud nine, but also kind of a quick turnaround time to what we want to do next. Yeah, it's like one of those things like, Hey, you made history. Like Iowa State women never made it this far before, this high before. Uh, but it's back to work. That's yeah. kind of the mindset. That's the vibe I'm kind of reading off of social media from you guys. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's the first time for D1 that we've made the Elite Eight. Yep. Iowa State back in the day won a D2 championship. Um, but yeah, for D1, this is the farthest we've gone. And to do so in a 75 to zero fashion was. Uh, kind of a cherry on top and you know 30 degree weather so yeah yeah, yeah. We, we gave them the night we gave them the night we said hey tonight tonight you know go out and celebrate but as of you know tomorrow we have more to do so definitely and you know we talked to the head coach of Iowa and they said Notre Dame was the team that should have been there but Iowa beat Notre Dame up in their match. I mean, not like illegally, but they were so (laughs) bruised that Michigan State, they're like, hey, we have a shot to sneak into the playoff, have a chance. And, you know, they they wouldn't have done that if they really thought they had a chance. But 75 to zero as a scoreline, that's that's a statement game. It's definitely like you're playing to play in the Elite Eight and you put up a number like that. And also... Because I like to do this, I went back and I looked at the Michigan-Michigan State game. That match was much closer. Um, Michigan State actually scored on Michigan, and yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I wrote it down, and then I lost the paper. Oh, don't worry. I've already watched it. It was 28-7. to seven. <laughs> Yes. Oh, really? Yes. So the team you're playing, I mean, that's like a 50-point difference. Mm-hmm. It, but, again, who knows? Spe- and we're speculating. We're speculating, <laughs> and, like, who knows what the team looked like. Who knows yep. who wasn't playing, who was playing, conditions, yeah, whatever, whatever. Her, but yeah, still. Her and, like, watching that game film, um, 
but Michigan has it on their YouTube. So I've watched every game Michigan's played this year so far. Uh, but they, um, I mean, it was really, the conditions were very rainy and cold too. And you just never know what can make an equalizer out yeah. of something like that. And but, so you've said you've watched a lot of Michigan's, you've watched all of Michigan's games. What do yeah. you see? Um, and again, not giving away too much, but what do you see as uh, an advantage for Iowa State going into this weekend? Um, I think it's going to be honestly a really hard game advantage wise. I mean, yeah, I'm not giving away too much. I can't really like everyone wants it at this point. And mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan's super well coached. You watch their film and it's like, wow, you know, there's nothing they're really doing wrong on the big scale of anything. So I think, I mean, if I think advantage wise of anything, it was that we got to play last weekend in the 30 degrees. Mm-hmm. And if you come off a three week break, that might be a shock to the system. Definitely. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's something I heard a lot. Uh, so major league baseball, all the best teams had a buy in the playoffs. And we're talking teams that won over a hundred games and right. all of those teams that had a buy, they got knocked out of the playoffs. And a lot of the professional commentators were saying those teams that finished in first place who had a buy, their timing was off. Mm. Their, yes. their bodies were off. Their just their whole mental approach was off. Whereas these teams who had to grind it out, they were in the zone. And that's the thing. That's what I'm picturing here for Iowa state. You girls are in the zone. You just battled through the conditions and you made it out pretty much injury free. Am I right? Yep. Yep. So pretty I mean, much. we had a couple dings, but I mean, nothing, you know, with the depth of our team this year, you know, we'll be able to, Pop and say really one starter mm-hmm. was kind of she uh, had a bursa sack burst on her knee Ooh. her kneecap so you know like a little water balloon yeah. type situation going uh, but nothing torn or anything like that but just it's probably gonna be too too sore to like play this weekend but we have depth in that spot which is great yeah um you but- know but otherwise yeah I mean a lot of girls got a lot of time and we actually ended the Michigan State game ten minutes early so oh wow was- really. And, yeah. and I mean, that's the thing, your girls, they, they're not going to be like surprised the first hit off the whistle. And like, maybe Michigan isn't surprised either, but just kind of off of the repetition and going full speed and playing a meaningful game the week before compared to just kind of sitting at home and relaxing there. I, I think the start of that match, if your club can really capitalize and, you know, really hit them in the mouth early, mm-hmm. uh, I think that can set the tone for the whole match. And, um, I do think that really plays an advantage because yeah, they had to fight for it yeah. and they're primed and ready to go. And they're hitting people in the mouth, man. I mean, I know I sent Ryan a couple clips, but it's weird that the way we're gelling right now, it's very natural, but like the physicality of um, even our defense at points, like Michigan state was knocking on the door three or four times and, you know, just to get denied, you know, mm-hmm. over and over, I think. They hung it like they were right there. I think for about the first 25 30 minutes, it was 14 to zero. And then, you know, it was actually our fullback that, you know, they ran into score and she just threw her body on the line, which is where she kind of got injured too. Yeah. But stopped the score and we ran it back 90 meters for a try. Wow. And then it's, you know, <laughs> 19 to zero. It's kind of demoralizing to be that close. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, we always talk about. I think the zero is more impressive than the 75, you know, that zero can lead to that 75 because they're knocking on the door. They're, they're given everything. You don't let them in. That can just demoralize a team. And then once that they're demoralized, you you just put on the points. And 
I, I think, you know, as cliche as, as it is, defense wins championships. That's where it you does. want to be clicking because it op- they, they try so hard on offense. They can't stop you on defense because your defense is so strong. What was that thing Cooper would yeah. say? Got their goose egg? Got the goose egg. Got the goose egg. That's a you and I men's player. He he wants that goose egg more than anything. He'd rather win three to nothing than a hundred to nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like it. So hey. you play on Friday. Don't want to look too far ahead. Um, then you would play. Let's say you do win. Uh, you would play ahead uh, on Sunday. Whereas there's a good chance you might see a f- familiar face. Yeah. Have you yeah, given that so any thought or are you trying to be one game at a time? 100% like one game at a time right now yeah. is our strategy, you know, and, you know, we support our, all of our local Iowa, like honestly, three out of the elite eight are Iowa. We almost have a half, you know, half of the teams and the elite eight from our state right now. So yeah. it's one of those things like one game at a time, you hope they do well for, in their game you know, and get to the final four and we focus on ours. And then once that's the case, mm-hmm. the nice thing this year is we have a day break in between. So like, to me, I think that's a nice thing, right? Let the body recover yeah. a little bit, um, get a watch film before you get up and just do it again. If we win, like that's the biggest yeah. still, but like, that's the know. thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to like get too yeah. far ahead or yeah, get exactly. you off whatever, but like, yeah. we're not going to be able to talk to you on Saturday when you do win. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead <laughs> yeah. of ourselves, but Try not to. <laughs> it is, it is such a cool thing. And I think the national stage is taking notice of it. And um, I think there is kind of this storyline that could be brewing. That would be very, very special. Uh, if we did see a rematch of mm-hmm. Iowa state, you and I, whatever the case may be. I mean, obviously uh, that's what we want to see, but you have the number one team in the nation be- on Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry. It would be an amazing rematch. I mean, when you, you know, lose the 33 to 36 game and that game was definitely just uh, the fan, like you can tell like the fans on both sides, they were just all, everyone was so into it mm-hmm. because it was so well fought and mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be a fun one to have live stream for everyone to check out, you oh, know, yeah. like this is what Iowa rugby is. And obviously all the high school contributions to both of our teams. Oh, yeah. Well, and- made it, made us this competitive, to be honest, I really think our high school you know, Maddie Dunn is a Ankeny graduate. That's in her fourth year and has been an amazing captain. And, you know, have Ivy and Haley coming in and a couple other. Ash, I didn't, sorry, we can get into this afterwards, but Ashley played for Roosevelt too. Yes, she did. I didn't realize, but yeah, so she's on our squad and got her first dress for varsity this weekend and did really well. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I saw her like on like the far left side of the picture. And I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> so like she, she took some time off from rugby and yeah. then she came back and. She's getting some minutes in there. That's awesome. Yeah, fullback. She's she's been doing really well as a backup fullback. She's at DMAC, so we had to do some waiver stuff with oh, yeah. MCR, um, which is the first year we've been able to do that, which was nice, you know, to give it a shot. And we finally got her approved, or else she would have been on the varsity roster to start with. But man, she, yeah, she's she's a good player too. <laughs> yeah, she really when, is. She's speedy and she's physical. Oh yeah, I remember when she came to play for Roosevelt. It was her senior year. And she came late in the season. Like we'd already started, been through a ton of practices. So like trying to get her caught up um, when we were midway through the season was tough, but yeah, her speed and physicality, like she was never afraid to like, we were never afraid to put her in a game because like, we were never worried she'd get hurt. Cause it was like, she's going to be hurting people. It was just, she didn't know the rules of rugby yet. 
But like, man, her speed and power and ability to cut people in half would be amazing at fullback in 15s. That's really awesome to see. Yeah, we love that she got about 30 minutes there this weekend. And then, you know, just with her, she's been at every game, every practice. But this is the first time she got to dress varsity. So team player, too. You know, we love to see it. Yeah, and that's awesome, too. NCR is being helpful with that. I know like when Phil and I played for you and I, (laughs) USA rugby was like, Oh, you got guys who are at a community college. We're going to make this as difficult as a process as possible. And then the day of the tournament, after we did all the paperwork, they still denied us multiple players in a playoff match who went to Hawkeye. And it was just like, wow. Like NCR really does. It seem like care about the game a lot more than uh, USA rugby says they do. But streaming, you said streaming. Yeah, Phil's been just... wanting to ask this the whole time. Phil, this is our uh, new segment called uh, Phil's Question of the Interview. <laughs> it's just the one. <laughs> no, yeah, because I was thinking about that when you mentioned streaming. It was like, how can we stream this match? Because, yeah, I really want to watch this one. I want to watch all the Iowa teams play. <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure out a way to stream a couple matches at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They should, they should, like, NCR, I believe, will be streaming, um, like, from their own platform. But worst case scenario, for some reason, that goes wrong or there's technical difficulties. I know for our first match against Michigan, Michigan has streamed every single one of their games. Nice. I know that because I've watched them all um, on their YouTube channel. Oh, on their YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, we, we don't stream as much Iowa State. I like to take film, and then if people want to see it, send it to them more individually just mm-hmm. to – Keep stuff close to the ch- chest, which I know is a, probably not the best attitude all the time, but here we are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, you know, and I was kind of like reeling, reeling back a little bit though. Um, you guys are probably gonna be leaving pretty soon to go down to St. Louis, right? Like, what's your itinerary for the next few days before the match? Uh, yeah, so we leave Thursday. I, I yeah, we leave Thursday early. We should be to our Airbnb. Um, since we were the last, like one of the last teams in, we went to do the hotel bookings Ooh, and yeah. everything was taken. So it was going to be $6,500 for hotels. Like, oh. yeah. Um, so we kind of emailed again at NCR. We're like, Hey, you know, can you get us this rate, even though it's booked up or, you know, ask for some kind of help. And they essentially said, you know, if this is all booked up, you feel free to find your own space. So we rented an entire house with like six bedrooms and sleeps 30. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna stay at an Airbnb Thursday through Sunday, uh, about twenty minutes away from the field, and then yeah, we plan on staying Saturday night no matter what because whether we're in it Sunday or not, we want to go watch you know and keep improving. Yep, of course. Be in the arena, get to know networking, and then also just being a part of it. But yeah, I think you're playing Sunday. I'm gonna say it. I really. <laughs> I mean, you might say be it, I will want to find some what kind of wood to knock on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make me I'm dying. <laughs> oh, good. It's good. It's a good thing you didn't come in person. I'm, I'm dying. It's okay. It's just a little bit of blood. It's natural. <laughs> oh. It's fine. Oh yeah. Well, so you're getting ready to head out. You're, you're, you know big weekend ahead of you um what's just kind of you know final thoughts maybe not even rugby related like where are you at like mentally like what what's the vibe how how, what's going through your mind right now what are you thinking uh like 
I don't know. For me right now, everything else is a cherry on top. Like, our goal was Elite Eight, and obviously we want to go further. But just like, you know, this last year has been a long one for mm-hmm. me personally. So seeing, you know, the uh, the girls rise to the occasion and really just taking each other in and the, you know, the social media posts about how our team's family and that's, you know, the culture we've always wanted to build mm-hmm. at Iowa State. But everyone's embraced it. And, you know, it's kind of funny. My mom's actually coming down to, oh, nice. <laughs> to the tournament. She needs a rugby fix after this last year. She's like, I need to come down, hang out with the girls. And, you know, she went to Costco and got a little outrageous, but we'll take it. So, <laughs> no, <I laughs> yeah, we're all just grateful, grateful for the atmosphere for my for my team. You know, they, they have become my extended family. And, yeah, I'm just pumped to see what they can do this weekend. It's They want it, you know, and when the team wants it as much, if not more than the coach, you're, uh, you know, you're you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the bus drives itself at this mm-hmm. point. Like you've you've created this environment and uh like they're running with it, you know, and and I think too it really shows we've had multiple uh members of your squad on the show and interviewed them and you know, the same sentiment shines through. It's not like they were coached up on what to say. I I think it that comes from that just, you love. I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said that you know of. <laughs> Busted. No, I, just... uh, I knew you were. I, I knew they were reading from a script. <laughs> exactly. I was getting in front of them with the prompter, typing it out. When Ivy said, like, you know, something instead of something, it was a typo. And I, was... <laughs> I learned everything from Kelsey, not Mr. Gray. <laughs> and, then, and then I sat there, I'm like, for 15, for 15, Ivy. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. If she would have messed that up, she was going to be on the bench the next week. But, you know, whatever. No, I loved Ivy's interview, though. It was like, actually, our, my captains, uh, Cash and Dunn, texted me. They're like, okay, so we're sitting here crying on the side bus because, like, what we wanted to achieve with bringing these kids in is, like, happening. Like, what we wanted them to feel is happening. So Yeah, that, really that's a huge moment in a program. I feel oh, like yeah. you can sit in a room with the leadership and talk about what you want. And you can talk it until your face turns blue. But until you have those new players, the young players, they repeat it through your actions. You know, that's not something you just say and it just happens. Like, that happens through intentional action. And to hear them say, like, this is how I feel, that's, like, the greatest feeling. Like, the Elite Eight moving forward past that is would be, like you said, cherry on top. But just the fact that these people have found a home, they feel cared about. They feel seen. They feel safe. I mean, that's what yep. it's all about. They found family. So um, hats off to you. This, No matter what happens this weekend, super successful yep. season. Um, but you're not done. And there's going to be a lot nope. a lot more, a lot more to it. They're going to go down kicking and screaming one day or another, you know, one way or another. And, um, yeah, just great group, you know, super, super proud. Super proud and humbled by this group. <laughs> uh, you should be. Uh, just the culture you guys have built there and, like, such a successful season. And, like, it's still obviously continuing. Like, I'm just – I'm really excited to see how you guys do. I'm just – I'm really pumped for this weekend for all the rugby stuff. I just, yeah, is oh, it Friday man, yet? Dude, Come I on. Know. We're not even going to be there or And play I have a rugby. day off work, too, so I can watch rugby all day. Yeah. And we'll share those <laughs> links on our page, too. Oh, Phil, you're going to be sloshed halfway through the day and forget what you watch. <laughs> oh, I actually won't be sloshed because I'm not drinking for the entire month of November. Oh, good for you, Phil. Thanks. Your liver's hanging 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that might be part of it. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, poor Mr. Gray. Cut this part out. Oh. I'm a father of two. My kid brought something home from daycare, and I'm I'm dying. He's fine. I'm not. Oh goodness! What? It is RSV season. So. Oh my God, we're terrified. That's not fun. No. No. Oh. No. No. But hey, <laughs> let's get back to rugby. Uh, yes. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure Friday uh, afternoon, uh, we'll probably text you. Yep. Talk to you. Yep. And uh, yep. probably talk. You'll probably get. Unfortunately, you're on my speed dial after the games, or fortunately, maybe right. Yeah. No, I love, I love getting that report like right away. Like, how did, how'd you do? How'd these players do? Do you want to be on the show on Wednesday? <laughs> you know how it goes. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. <laughs> Sounds awesome. All right, thanks guys. Yeah, no, good luck and thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be watching the whole way. Love it. And that was Kelsey McDowell. Always love hearing from her. We really wish them luck this uh, upcoming Friday. Hoping they pull out that upset and beat Michigan and. Then maybe they'll hopefully see him play you and I. Yeah, that's the plan for Sunday. That would be an awesome matchup, a rematch. You know it would be an amazing match. And the winner of that match would go to the national championship. Dude, we'd have to maybe get – if they both end up playing each other on Sunday, we might have to get together and watch it, depending on what you got going on Sunday. Well, you make a watch party. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. Ooh, or we could just do it in my hot tub. Ah. People can get in the hot tub. It's ready. Dude, it's been ready. I've been in it a few times. Oh, nice. Yeah, thank you. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> in my hot tub. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, Kelsey's got a great program. I, I feel like, too, maybe we're getting repetitive, but it's true. It she, is, yeah. she had a plan. She put it in place. High school girls uh, who have developed under her when the girls who just have been there for the last four or five years, uh, they had a plan. They stuck to it. You're seeing the results. This yeah. is what happens when you stick to a plan. Good things. No, like, yeah, you could honestly almost say, like, the same thing about, yeah, all three women's teams, just everything they got going on, the culture, and just the, you know, winning atmosphere. And yeah, I honestly like, feel like, too, like, if I was a high school girl and I was like, oh, where should I go? You and I, Iowa or Iowa State. If I look at all three of those clubs, the rugby team is not the deciding factor for me. Mm. Because I know I'm going to, and like this is not like shaded any of the women's programs. Um, I'm not saying like there aren't things that separate them, but like I know that if I go to any of those three programs, I will get a great four year experience. Mm-hmm. I will find a family immediately. I will find a great style of rugby. We will win a lot of rugby matches. We will be on the national stage. Like that's the thing. Let's do a blind survey. Um, which college women's rugby team am I talking about? Uh, very inclusive, very welcoming senior leadership, uh, takes the underclassmen under their wing. Coaches are very passionate and dedicated. You will play on a national stage. You'll, uh, develop, you'll have post college opportunities and you'll have opportunities to play for the Midwest Thunderbirds. Which college am I talking about? (laughs) Yeah. All three, all three. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Stupid blind resume. The thing that makes the difference is what's your major? Mm. What size of university do you want to go to? Yeah. Those are like literally the only deciding factors at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Like honestly, like, and like, that's where those coaches have to get creative of like, 
how do you get those girls to your campus? Mm -hmm. And then there's always that problem of if you accidentally recruit and accidentally, if you cast too big of a net and you get too many players that are really good and they don't see playing time, maybe they transfer to another school. Mm -hmm. Like it'll even itself out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't get too big where it's like every high school rugby player in Iowa came to us. Well, guess what? There's not 60 spots. Yeah, exactly. There's, that's way too many miles to fill. <clears throat> exactly. So I, I just feel like it's it's cool. And then Iowa women, they play this Friday night at 5 p.m. against Colgate. Mm -hmm. Colgate is from New York. Yeah, found that out last week. Yes. Very interesting. Not a toothpaste. Not a toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be a – I would anticipate that being a pretty good match, but I would assume Iowa's going to come out on top with this one. I just have this mindset that the Midwest is way more physical. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's going to be in Reading, Pennsylvania, and I just feel like Iowa is going to put a thumping on them. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they play a hard physical brand of rugby, and then they have their finishers on the outside. The back three, the fullback scored, mm -hmm. I think, like, what, six tries in the last game? Yeah. <laughs> um, they just – they play a great team brand of rugby – uh, and then I definitely think that they will play against Notre Dame College, the Falcons, who is my number one team. I think they're better yeah, than Michigan. Rightfully so. Um, I think Notre Dame College defeats Clemson. Clemson beat Kent State this past weekend to move forward for the opportunity to play Notre Dame College. Yeah, Notre Dame College. Mm. I think NDC crushes Clemson. Yeah. And Iowa is going to have their hands full. Notre Dame College a well-coached club, uh, just great people there. You and I beat Notre Dame College in the playoffs last year, but Notre Dame College kind of put a beat down on you and I early this year. A lot of things have changed. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to Sunday, a potential three Iowa teams in the Final Four. Who knows? Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't think so, though. I don't think so either. I really firmly believe we'll see all three of them in there. I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. It's but just, like, it's hard, <laughs> you know? It, well, and, like, we see these girls' as games way more than the other teams. Mm. But I compare scores, and I just – not as impressed, yeah. you know? So <clears throat> it'll be interesting. Now let's get to the Heart of America Conference. Mm, yeah. So this past weekend, the Heart of America D1AA – they were in Des Moines at the Des Moines Rugby Fields, and we had a special correspondent on the scene. Yeah. Phil? I was there. <laughs> yeah. This is investigative reporting. So, Phil, take it away. This is your story. Yeah, no, it was it was a little bit chilly. We had a little bit of flurries and stuff out there, so it was a little bit of a cold day for some rugby, but, man, it was so much fun. And, like, I watched Iowa State play first at 11 o'clock, and they came out hot. Like, so Iowa State was the winner of the North. Yes. Who did they play? Uh, they played Arkansas. What was Arkansas? What do you mean? What was Arkansas? <laughs> How did they get there? Why were they there? Uh, they got so I guess it, with the whole seeding deal. So they're the Arkansas is the number two team in the South, yes. and Iowa State's the number one team in the North. So they were going to be playing each other as like a semi-final match. Yep. To see who was going to be playing the winner of the <coughs> number one team from the South and number two team from the North. Who are those teams? And that was Minnesota and Kansas. Okay. Good old KU. And, yeah, no, Iowa State just, man, like, I was just really impressed just how they played the entire match. They never what impressed left against. You? Well, forwards ran fucking hard. Holy shit. Like, they just 
their pods were so beautiful. They had so many <coughs> nice little tip passes. They just they were just beating it down. The first 40 seconds of the match, like was it Brandon Carnes, I think, just took a little banger and he ran was over for him. Yeah, he good. Ran like three dudes over, like right off the bat. I'm like, he's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro rugby player. <laughs> and yeah, they like first like 10 minutes, you know, they punched in two tries right off the bat. Um, and then there was like, I don't remember exactly what had happened down the other corner, but Arkansas did get the ball and we're like within distance to, you know, get a penalty kick. So that's how they got their three points. But then after that, like Iowa state just kind of ran away with it, like punching in multiple tries. Um, like their back line was making some <coughs> beautiful passes, big line breaks. Mm-hmm. They're both their centers. Oh, they run, they run hard. Like, as a center, as you you know, expect it, but mm-hmm. man, I was just like watching a couple of those pops they were giving some of those guys. I was kind of made me cringe just a little bit. I'm just like, oh, well, and then they're, like it hurts. they're back through their back three with Cahill, Collins, and Cummings. That's like their sevens, yeah, like main guys and sevens. Yeah, Geyser, who uh, we had on last week, yeah, uh, who plays prop for them, they had him at lock, yeah, like that's the thing, too. These, these front row type five players they have they're tall they're lean they're mm-hmm. muscular they're athletic you know you look at some teams when they have props it's like oh here's our fattest guy he's gonna play prop yeah uh, that campbell kid who's plays number six for them had like two tries like back to back that was just pretty awesome that he just punched those in um god who else was there somebody else had like this crazy run one of their wings had like a nice like 45 meter run that was awesome to watch he just burned all those kids <laughs> and like iowa state's depth helped them so much too dude because like so Ann started making subs a little bit like later in the second half and they just did not let up so it was just so then it started getting kind of like i don't want to say boring because that's not the right word but like iowa state was just putting a beat down in arkansas so i snuck over and watched the ku uh minnesota match yeah so like apparently i don't know if i misheard it but like i had heard from somebody that Minnesota was actually down at half. Whoa. Yeah. But then when I got over there and I was like talking to some people, like when I got over there, it was 27, seven Minnesota. So they really turned it on the second half. And then they won 34 to 34 to seven. Yep. So it looks like we're going to be getting a, another rematch, you know, North number one versus North number two for the heart of America. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ant said to the reason they did that was player safety yeah, that you makes know, sense. Kansas State was supposed to play Iowa for fifth place. Mm. Kansas State did not make the trip because yeah. they were not healthy enough. So Iowa, by default, got fifth place. Mm. You know, so that's a bummer that they, you know, here's this big culmination of the season and you don't get to play. Yeah. Automatic fifth place, whatever. They want more, but, you know, good way to come back on the season and not, you know, I don't know. You want to end it on the field. So probably a little frustrating there, but yeah, the North ant said it from the start. Like that is a tough, tough, tough conference. Kansas was in the national championship last year. Mm. They were runners up the number two team from the North Minnesota, who I told you at the start was a very, very good team. Team, Yeah. They put a beat down in the second half on Kansas. And you said Kansas looked a little bit small. Yeah, they were definitely smaller. And I think that's that, Midwest North kind of vibe of we're going to have athletes, but we're going to be thick Mm. and Minnesota just wore them down and ran through them. And then uh, again, proximity bias, whatever. I, 
am trying to be as unbiased as possible. I think Iowa State is going to make a run at a national championship in D1AA. Oh, I would not be surprised at in all. In the spring. They, they look so good, dude. And I know they lose a couple players due to graduation. Yeah, I think, I think they lose like three okay. dudes, I think, at semester. Okay, and you're going to contact them, see if they can play right. for the Wombats. The, I think one was the Butcher. Yeah, No, it is. It is yeah, butcher, yeah. yeah. Call the, we, we have his phone number. Yeah, we do. Should we call him right now? <laughs> no, no, maybe not right now. <laughs> not right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, so they do lose guys. But again, Ant has built – and other clubs are going to lose people at semester too. Mm-hmm. Ant has built this program so that, hey, when those guys leave – the people who come in next are going to do just as good of a job. Oh yeah. Like they are ready to go. They also had the best second side, the best B team. Like they're, I, I guarantee their B team would finish in the top four in the conference. Oh yeah. More than likely. I think their B team beats Arkansas. Yo, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Their B team was pretty good. And like a few of those guys that were on the B side too also were like, Kind of in the top 23, I guess, like <clears throat> number 22, 23. Yeah, like they can yeah. be, they, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like they were leaders for yeah, that second exactly. side. And, and yeah, I mean, it's just next man in. And that's how Ant has built this program so that, you know, guys, when they come in, they develop and then they're building up in B side. And then when it's their time to shine, boom, they get a couple of years mm-hmm. to ball out. And then there's opportunities post college. They want to play for a senior side club or if they want to pursue MLR or select side opportunities, those opportunities are there. Um, so yeah, their season's done for the yep. fall. That the, the cuz they're still USA rugby, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. because they're not in C- the whole NCR USA rugby thing. It's so kind I of know, annoying cuz there is an NCR 1AA playoff. Iowa State's not in that. They're yeah. in the USA bracket of it. I'm pretty sure that's why mm-hmm. they're going to play in the spring. Yep. It's weird. I don't like it. I know. <laughs> but it is what it is. I think we're going to see them compete for a title. Again, that's me being as unbiased as possible. Kansas was in the national title last year. The number two team in the North beat them. Iowa State beat Minnesota twice. Um, they're going to have to get by Minnesota again. And you know Minnesota is going to be like third time's the charm. Yeah. Like we're they're going for it. So Yeah, I just don't – I honestly just don't think they can compete though with Iowa State's depth and – God, dude, there's just the talent on that team, too, is just amazing. Yeah. You saw it in person. Yeah, I know. It was really fun to watch. If I would have been there, I was sick on Saturday. I would have died. Yeah, you would have been struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling now, and I was I at home, and I was like, <laughs> Lex, will you make me soup? I don't feel good. Actually, I made a run to the store to get me NyQuil because mm. I drank half a bottle. And I'm still <laughs> sick. It's supposed to speed it up, right? Yeah, you would think. I I haven't gone to CrossFit in three days. Is that the reason? No, yes. actually, that wouldn't make the most sense. No, yet. yeah, because last Friday I went. And you were we, consistently going before that, though. That's <coughs> what I meant to went to get at. Yeah, you can call my coach. Like she she saw me there, and Ridgeway was there. I was gonna say I'll call yeah. Ridgeway. <laughs> Alejandro, Alejandro, he goes. Um, we all lift together, and it was funny because on Friday, like we're stretching and we were running like laps around the gym to like warm up and we're doing like, you know, dynamic stretching. Of course. And like, it was like, Oh dude, shuffle and karaoke and, and you know, toy soldier soldiers and all those. And I would like do it for three steps and then I would just start walking and they're like, what is your problem? I'm like, I don't feel good. I think I'm going to, I think I'm sick. 
And then one chick was like, thanks for coming. I'm like, because <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, I'm going to push through. I'm going to sweat this out. It's going to be good. And the chick next to me is just like, you're going to get me sick. And I'm like, yeah, good point. Maybe. Mm. And then. If anything, you're helping her immune system. You're strengthening it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I weakened mine. And then, yeah, so oh, I haven't gone since Friday. It makes me sad. Mm. I need to get back on the CrossFit train. You got to. Why will. Speaking of getting back on the train, we have some exciting news. Save the best for last. This is the main event of the show. Uh, you know, hopefully, I'm, I'm sure a bunch of people just skipped straight to this because this is why this podcast exists. Like for moments like this. The Cedar Rapids Shield Maidens are back. That's a women's senior side club. They were formed in 2012. They had some ups and downs. It's windy outside. You looked scared. Did you think there was a wild animal in here? (laughs) The wombat den, there's some weather going on outside, and it sounded like an animal was breaking in. (laughs) Phil got very scared. Terrified. No, we're good. Uh, Those were leaves. But no, uh, they had their ups and downs, and they folded for a little bit because they struggled with numbers, COVID, yada, yada, yada. They They announced on Facebook they are coming back this spring. Their goal is to build their numbers. And then whatever happens in the fall, whether they're a combo team or they're a team on their own, um, they're looking to make a mark. They're looking to make it happen. So we got a hold of the woman in charge who's going to lead the way. We hear from her. Great interview. Uh, I think let's just dive into it because she can talk about it better than we can. Exactly. Here we go. Here's Aaron. All right. And now we are to the interview portion of the show. Now we have Aaron Detterbeck from the Cedar Rapids Shield Maidens. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We saw this past week the the announcement that the Shield Maidens and Cedar Rapids have returned. And the first thing I did was like immediately message the Cedar Rapids guys I know. And I'm like, uh, what's happening? We need, yeah. to, we need the story. So um, just real quickly, how did the Shield Maidens come back? Um, well, I, I was a part of the team for when we started it back in, I think 2012 was our debut and, uh, just try to keep it going. It didn't work. And this year I found myself with, you know, some time on my hands and the resurgence of high school rugby, especially girls, high school rugby really made me want to think that why can't we put together a team so that these, these women after they get out of high school have a place to play. Um, and I knew Patrick Lawson, who was the head coach of the Cedar Rapids, Washington's team, um, had a daughter who played and I just told him, I said, let's, what can we do? Can we get it back together? And he said, let's try it. And so here we are. Awesome. And so you said you were a part of that initial group that started the club back in 2012. Uh, did you have experience with rugby before then or how were you in, how did you get involved with rugby? (laughs) No, I actually did not have any history with rugby prior to that. My dad, um, my late father, he saw a flyer at a high V that said, Hey, we're starting a women's rugby team. And my dad being the, let's choose our own adventure kind of guy said, (laughs) you should do this. Um, I was 28 at the time. I had two small kids and I needed I needed something to do as a hot, I needed to get into something. And I started with, I think there was six of us total, Melissa Kramer being the original, um, just 
head of the team and they taught us what we what we needed to learn. We went to Des Moines, did a couple of clinics, um, played with Des Moines for a while. But yeah, started brand new with rugby at the age of uh, 28. That's awesome. It, that's not a common story. And it's kind of cool too, because like you said, you see the high school team in Cedar Rapids there, um, you know, providing something for the girls after high school. They have that experience, but there are people looking for a hobby mm-hmm. and something a little more, you know, an adrenaline rush or something more of community than your average hobby. And so that's great that bringing that back, giving that option to people in Cedar Rapids. And, you know, we're down here in the Des Moines area and we've seen Des Moines this past fall, their women's team, they're trying mm-hmm. to rebuild as well. They've been doing a lot of combined teams. Is that something you're looking to do in the spring, like to do these festival type games or like where basically you combine with multiple clubs just to, you know, have a full 15 or what does the schedule look like for the spring? What's the plan going forward? Um, well, right now it's, it's all about building numbers as any fledgling Mm -hmm. team is about. Um, so we are hoping to have a meeting here this next month of, of the people who have shown some interest in it. And as far as the spring, we're absolutely 100% open to combining with other teams. I know when we first started, we went to Ruggerfest in St. Louis and we combined with, uh, I think it was central Missouri college. And, uh, I think we did that two years in a row. Um, and it was a fantastic time. So if that's something that we do in the spring in order for us to have numbers and get field time, then we were 100% open to it. Um, especially with the Des Moines women, we have a history with them and they have always been a fantastic, fantastic partner and, always willing to work with us and help teach the women the game and foster and continue this rugby community here in Iowa. Dude, that's awesome. Love to hear that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I was just thinking like the mascot name, like the shield mains, super badass. Were you part of that naming <laughs> process or like, who no, came up with that? I was not, that would be, that'd be Melissa. I, that was her brainchild. Um, and I think it just kind of tried to play off the whole headhunters, shield maidens, Cedar oh, Rapids kind of yeah. thing but yeah, I was, unfortunately I was not part of that, but it is pretty awesome. Yeah. And you can definitely tell the clubs work together. I mean, you have the same color combo and just the mm-hmm. logos, they, they work well together. I like when a men's and women's team, like you can mm. see them working together. And I know that's something we've talked with other clubs before is, you know, when men's clubs struggle, like when you have a women's team, it brings other guys around and vice versa too, just because uh, having that community and having people who are like-minded and, it helps out when you have, you know, men and women kind of working together. And, uh, you know, sometimes it attracts people to hang around at the social a little bit longer, too. So it's not just a bunch of guys or not just a bunch yep. of girls, you know. So that always helps as well, too, when the clubs work together. Um, is that something you're looking forward to doing, like having the women's team working with the men's club, like with practices? Yes. and what, um, So what's the plan, the plan is. The plan is initially there's going to be indoor training starting, I believe, in February with the men's team. And I've already reached out to the um, the coach for the men's team, Ronnie. And he said, yeah, bring the women in. Let's train together. Um, We'll do some indoor training starting in February and then move outdoors. I really, really want to 
just continue to build on what we have here in Cedar Rapids as far as the rugby community. And the men's team has always been an integral part of, of the community, rugby community at large. And with the women's team, when we had it prior to, they were always very supportive. When If we needed just numbers at practice, some of the guys would always hang out. They helped coach us. So absolutely, 100% looking to foster that that team, not just Shield Maidens and Headhunters, but Cedar Rapids Community Rugby. Mm, definitely. And yeah. what would you say, how, if there's like a woman interested in playing rugby for Cedar Rapids, who should they contact? What's the best way to get a hold of um, someone to let people know like, hey, I'm interested? Or if they want more information, where should they go? Uh, so the Cedar Rapids uh, Shield Maidens Facebook page is up and going, which is a really great place for them to connect uh, to myself and to Patrick Lawson, who's also helping me start the team. Oh, nice. And then we also have an email address. It is shieldmaidensrugby at gmail.com. Um, and you can just Google us. It should show our Facebook page um, within the top, I think, two or three listings. Uh, so I want anybody who wants to reach out. If you've never played before, that doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't matter what your size is. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what your athletic ability is. That's the beautiful thing about rugby is anyone can play the game. Anyone. And we want everyone to play the game. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's interested, just reach on out. Definitely. And do you think you'll have some girls who graduate from Cedar Rapids uh, like next fall, like already playing with you guys? <laughs> I am hoping to have a one or two. Um, some of them that have reached out are not quite old enough, mm-hmm. um, but there's already been interest from parents of current high school players, oh, wow. which to me is fantastic. If I've got a mom who's already saying, hey, I know you have this women's team. My daughter adores playing rugby. Mm-hmm. How can she continue to play? Oh, and to awesome. me, that's already just a, just a bright spot in, in the future of this team. So. That's cool to hear because, like, we've had a few dads whose, like, daughters or kids have played rugby come and play yeah. with us. So that actually works out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> it does. They're like, you know what? I think I could give this a try. And it's like, do it. We have a yeah. team. Go for it. Like, Absolutely. Uh, we've seen before, too. I, I know it's like, making the Facebook rounds, like, videos of, like, um, moms would go to a football practice and then they would tackle oh, their yes, sons or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there, there's this, like, need inside of us humans for that contact that physical contact and rugby is that perfect outlet and it's like don't just do it one night out of the year or once in your lifetime like you could make this a hobby like you said so um and i think too you know there's not a club in iowa city you know cedar rapids you're kind of in an island there you know you could have women coming from all across the cedar valley um cedar falls waterloo also i mean uh university of iowa has a lot of great players as well um, are you guys open to recruiting people like from anywhere in the Cedar Valley? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if you are finding yourself with a desire to play Cedar Falls is a 45 minute drive. Mm. Iowa city is a 25 minute drive. Waterloo 45 minutes. Come on down. We want to have anybody who wants to play, who has a desire to be part of a fantastic community. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, I, I actually have a kid who's going to be a senior, uh, freshman at Iowa next year. I plan on using her as a giant recruiting tool. <laughs> well, there you go. Because Iowa, you know, they're in the Elite Eight right now for nationals, yeah. and they just have a great program. Mm-hmm. I mean, any college program in Iowa right now for women's rugby is it's amazing, doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And it just seems like, you know, those girls, they're going to graduate, and a lot of them are going to still have that need and that want to play rugby. So, 
here's another home. And the best part is, you know, uh, we've seen Des Moines and Omaha and Quad Cities and Northeast Iowa struggle to find matches. And I just think, you know, with more teams that pop up, you know, Des Moines hasn't doesn't have to drive all the way to Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. they can drive to Qu- or Cedar Rapids. Quad Cities can meet in Cedar Rapids. Like you can be that center point for those teams too, and that helps clubs, you know, survive as well as less travel, more teams in the area. So, yeah, like I said, when we saw that you women were back and and making another go at it, we were super excited, and mm-hmm. we wanted you to kind of share that story and get the word out because I think um, there's a lot of people who want to continue playing they just don't know how or where and it's awesome to see um you guys you know taking the plunge back into it and going for it i'm very excited it's uh been something that i've been thinking about for a long time i'm just glad that i'm finally able to give some time to make it happen so very much looking forward to it that's awesome do you have an idea of how many people will show up to that meeting uh next week uh, it's not going to be next week. It's going to be next month. Um, next month yeah. At the moment, I have at least 12 to 15 people who have shown oh. some interest. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's almost a side. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. And then if everybody um, brings a friend, you're at 30. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I'm going to start posting flyers around town, put them on people's cars. Just oh, yeah. Just being obnoxious about it. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we know how that goes. Yeah, yeah we, we may have done that a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. Like they don't know they're gonna love it until they actually show up, and you gotta you gotta yeah. kind of twist some arms, you know. Yeah, Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Well, good luck this spring. We're definitely gonna be keeping an eye on it and rooting for you to you know get this thing going, get it off the ground again, and uh, yeah, we look forward to your future yeah. success with it. And thank you for joining us tonight to share about it. All right, guys, I really appreciate the time. Thanks. Yeah, have a great thank night. You. you too. All right, and that was Aaron Detterbeck. Really excited for the Shield Maidens. I really hope, you know, they can get those the numbers that they need and have a really fun and successful, you know, season coming up. Yeah, and I think with the success of the college programs, the success of the high school programs, there are going to be women who want to continue playing. And Cedar Rapids, what a great spot. Oh, I know. You have you and I and Iowa right around the corner. You have Cedar Rapids just in general, uh, one of the bigger cities in Iowa, Mm -hmm. and it can be a midpoint for the Cedar Valley. I mean, this has potential to be a really big thing. And then if Des Moines can continue to build and you have two strong clubs in Iowa, then Quad Cities, they're building. That's a third one. Northeast Iowa. I mean, if you had a – and then Omaha, you could make a five-team league right there. Yeah, that would be be perfect. That would be perfect. And – that's what we want to see. And like I said, too, I, I really do believe in that of like when you have kind of like the brother sister club or like a men's and women's club that support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it does help out because there are times where clubs are like, oh, it's just all guys. Um, you know, it they bring their wives and girlfriends around mm-hmm. and like, what if they want to play rugby? You know, exactly. and make it a whole family thing so yeah and you know, being like with Cedar Rabbits too, like that's a really good group of guys for mm-hmm. them to like, you know, kind of have like you know, helping out in any way, you know, that they can. And like, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. I think it's going to be good for both the men's and women's. Cause again, too, like, I feel like there could be guys who are like, Hey, you should come play rugby. I don't know. And it's like, well, I want to show off for the women's team. Like that kind of sounds douchey, but like <laughs> there are probably some guys who would be like, Oh, there's women there too. Okay. I'll check it out. You know what I mean? Like there's, 
it's just not it's not just a bunch of dudes running around in short shorts you know like eh. yeah exactly <laughs> and like it just i don't know like you're building community yeah. um i think it helps so we i talked with adam hughes you know the guy who wrote that book yeah and he he talked about that too that's why i bring that up because like he brought that up as a point of you know successful clubs are inclusive because they include men and women um they have clubs for both so interesting something to see and like this thing would i love for the wombats to have a women's side of course but we got we we're still on our building phase here (laughs) well and my thing is too like if like des moines has a team and they're not able to even get 15 right now yeah that i mean they they went to tournaments and they struggled to get six seven eight nine Mm. you know who would there's it's not there yet. Yeah. You know, not yet. So, but the high school league, let it, let it go, let it grow for five more years. And, and the college programs, there's going to be more people, mm-hmm. you know, so let it grow. It's going to happen. So shout out to them. Good on them for making it happen. Again, would love to see more men's clubs and women's clubs pop up, whether they're brand new, never been seen before, or a club that comes back. Let's make it happen. You know, let's make this next fall, the best fall we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to see more clubs pop back up. Would love to see a bunch of college guys um, spread out throughout the state. Grow the game. Grow the game. Speaking of growing the game, let's. Last thing I want to talk about. Ooh. Last thing, and I didn't even put this in the in the the pre-show notes. Hmm. I'm interested now. Hoover. Hmm. Yeah. That's gonna happen, right? As long as you get mm-hmm. the blessing from the high school. Yeah, I might have to, well, say, I'm going to have to get some more contact information and probably gauge, like, interest. But I'm talking, like, just you specifically. Let's say the school 100% is like, yep, you can coach. Like, you going to do it? Like, you're doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I'm still a little bit on the fence about it, but mm-hmm. we will see in the next coming few weeks or the next month just trying to get some things Personal what? things in line. Yeah, I was so, gonna say, what would be the biggest barrier? Time. It's always time, and I know. What if you practice three times a week for ninety minutes well, each? See, that might be difficult. Two times a week. Yeah, say at the moment it would probably have to be two times a week, and even then, that's like I'm just trying to kind of get some work stuff figured out too. I gotcha. So I gotcha. Yeah, but also too, that's where trying to get a staff of people i know that's the other thing you're, yeah, you're not gonna do this alone if you get to get you know two three four guys co- i mean if you look at the valley team parker's gonna be the head coach juju's gonna help him jeremy's gonna be around mm. i'm gonna show up one day a week like we're, we're gonna almost coach it by committee to to give those boys the opportunity to practice more than twice yeah. a, you know what i mean because i still like the idea of because jj had mentioned it about once i've never really coached before being an assistant my first year would be nice True. You know, but somebody well, would have to take the lead. So someone else could take the lead on Hoover. Yeah, that's possible. And I think you got someone. Maybe. So, I don't know. I'm excited. There, there's, I would love to see the boys season. And again, this is a call out. Men's players. Start a club at a high school that doesn't have one. Justin McKay said he wants to start one at North Polk. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, That'd be awesome because guess what? I went to high school there. Yeah, you did. I would love to have a North Polk rugby shirt. But like I don't I don't know. I don't do anything for them. (laughs) But you're an alumni of the high school. (laughs) They don't know that. (laughs) But they will. 
They will. I was all state. I was an all state center. <laughs> I was waiting 2007. For, I was waiting for you to class, bring that up. <laughs> class 1A. North Polk is now a 4A football school. In 2007, I was a 1A all state center. <laughs> I, see, I already knew you were a you were all state 1A center. I wasn't really sure on the year, but I didn't know that North Polk's 4A now. Or maybe it was 3A. No, they're 3A. Okay, Sorry. but still, that's a, that's but a pretty big jump. They're going to be 4A. Bondurant, Farrar, that's what I was confusing. Bondurant, Farrar, our rival, they're 4A. Wow. Because there's no border on the east side of Bondurant, and they keep growing like Altoona. North Polk's going to do the same thing. <laughs> like, they're they're growing in that space there outside of Ankeny. They could be 4A soon. So, <laughs> real interesting stuff. Got it. Let's get more metro schools. Let's get more schools in these areas. You know, I think we can do it. Yeah, and more metro schools, more kids playing rugby, less, less travel. travel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, less travel. There it is. Yep, and then more friends along the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shoot! Do you have anything else? How about you? Do you have any anything to share or any any other questions? Anything else you want to talk about? Hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I, one more thing before you're going to share. I accidentally said last week in the when I typed it up was our six month anniversary. Today's actually our six month ah! anniversary. I fucked that up. I was a week ahead. Today it's been six months. Wow, we've been doing this for six months. Six months. It does not feel like six months. What's it feel like? Mm, sometimes it feels longer. Sometimes it feels way shorter. It's like a real relationship. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, not, not really, you know, not a whole lot else is going on for me. (laughs) So, and like rugby worldwide, you know, pretty much covered just about everything on our end. Oh, MLR stuff. Shit. Rugby World Cup. Ah. USA beat Hong Kong. Well, yeah, we assumed they would though. They need to beat Portugal. That's it. Yeah. Beat Portugal and they're in the World Cup. Lose to Portugal. They're not. They can do it. Yeah. Think more likely, I hope so. I hope so too. Ugh. The whole thing with Chile and stuff like that, and just nah, then he, what, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think vibes, about it. I know, bad I'm vibes. not trying to have bad vibes. Oh, like we're just gonna, you said, like in the world of rugby, I'm like, oh, world rugby, fuck yeah. I forgot to mention. So, me to be Portugal, we're in the world cup, just you do know, it, just do it. Like, that'd make me feel good. How about you? Good. How are you feeling? Good, you. I'm good, you. 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 Good, you. Good, you. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs.